Corinthians 5, 17, 21. I will read through it as quickly as possible, but, but I will also give explanation as I read. Therefore, if any man is engrafted in Christ, and what says, in Christ in you, he is a new creation in your spirit. Your spirit that was dead now has been made alive. You are a new creation altogether. He's not talking about the outside, not talking about your emotions. He's talking about your spiritual man that was dead. Now God has come through the Holy Spirit and Zuzu has quickened you. That is if you're born again. That's what born again really means. Amen. Let's go on. The old previous moral, moral and spiritual condition. Listen, he's, he's not saying that God has come to make you moral. He said that the way you looked at morality was wrong because nothing in you was moral. Even if you did right, you did it for the wrong reason. See, dead things can't produce life. And if you're dead, whatever you produce is dead. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. Let me read on before y'all get tired standing. I know your high heel shoes are hurting your feet. Your spiritual condition. You was dead, now you are alive. Terry said, come on, pastor, come on. The old has passed away. Behold. The spirit in you is fresh and new, has now come in you, if you're born again. Next verse. But all things are from God. The new born again spirit is a seed of God. His divine nature, his image is now in you who through Jesus Christ has reconciled, brought us back in relationship with himself through Jesus Christ, you now receive favor, has brought us into harmony in your spirit with himself and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, which means that now you ought to tell your story. You got a story to tell. Amen. That by word, watch this, and deeds, that's what we're going to deal with today. Deeds, not just words by ourselves, but there ought to be a manifestation of Jesus in you. That you might aim to bring others in harmony with God. When people meet Jesus in you, it should compel them to get saved like you. Amen. That's it. It was God personally present in Christ reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up or holding against us our trespasses. It has been canceled. The past, the present, and the future is canceled. Somebody ought to give God a shout. And committing unto us the message of reconciliation of restoration to favor. Next verse. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Turn to your next I'm an ambassador. 
I'm an ambassador for Christ. I'm an ambassador for Christ. God is making his appeal as if it was through us. God is walking through you to save somebody else. Hallelujah. As Christ's personal representative, I beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered to you. What's this? He's saying, he said, grab hold of what God is offering and be reconciled to God. Next verse. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin who knew no sin so that in and through him we might become endued with view as being in an example of the righteousness of God that we ought to be approved and accepted in the right relationship with him by his goodness. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, even now, Father, even now, bring all things to my remembrance that you want us to talk about. Lord, have your way. Increase the anointing. Increase. Increase. Lord, increase. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In our thinking, there has to be some paradigms that shift. Because of our worldly thinking and the way we were brought up, even when we come to Christ, when we come to God, we are trying or we say, I, I think I'm good enough. We are trying to do something that is impossible for us to do. Let me explain. The way we measure goodness is not the way God measures goodness. What we call good is not what God calls good. The only thing that God calls good is himself. <laughs> Since of ourselves and by ourselves, we're not him. There's no way that God can see us as good. I, I hear somebody's thinking. Somebody said, well, what about the Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments was never given for you to live up to them to be good enough. They was given to show you you're not good enough. Can I step into this just a little bit? Can I step into this a little bit? See, some of us think that since we haven't done what somebody else did, we better than them. But Galatians tells me that if you break one of the law, you have broken all of the law. So guess what? You need a savior just like I do. <laughs> Therefore, we all stand in a point of needing a savior for somebody to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. Hallelujah. 
That's where grace comes in. It, it is the favor, it is the gift of God that you can't work for. So, so watch this. That's why Jesus says to Nicodemus, he says, you must be, you got to be born again. That, that there has to be a supernatural event that happens in the inside. That when you accept me as your Savior, God, the Holy Spirit, comes and enters you and makes you alive. He gives you what you did not have before. Hallelujah. Listen, it's not because you're special. It's because he's special. You know, if we really understood what God has done, we would be more grateful. If we, if we really understood how God really looked past our faults and saw our need, if we really had an idea of, of how much God loves you, it would blow us away over and over again. Amen. Don't stop shouting yet. I haven't even gotten to the good part. I don't want to make sure people hear it to understand it. So, so hold your so that other people can hear the truth. Because it's in the hearing. It's in the hearing. So if you take from the hearing, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I said, when he talks here in graph, it's that, that Christ has come in you and you are in Christ. Can, can I give you an illustration of that? Somebody said, here we go. I, I will hold it up. When it comes to righteousness, this is us. We are a container that is on empty. At your best, at my best, we have nothing to offer him. When we try to come to him and say, Lord, look what I've done. What God sees is he sees you. Matter of fact, if I could fill this up with mess, I would fill it up with mess. We want, we, 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 we try to bring our tissue paper and act like it's something that's worth having. Without God helping, you know what you got to do? Empty yourself of you. You know what? But, but before I can empty myself, before you can empty yourself, you got to realize what's in you. And if you think what's in you is worth something, you're going to hold on to it. Did you know that, that if you are here, God can't feel you? The problem with us is this is trying to do what only this can do. What is this? This is Christ and his blood. This is everything you need. But, but if I keep on, if you keep on saying, Lord, look what I'm bringing. And watch this. 
then we seal our hearts and say, what happens with this is my view, your view is messed up. Our attitude is messed up. You know what happens with this? I love you and can't stand you. When we're like this, I speak to you and walk right by you. Listen, not on the streets, in the vessels there. Matter of fact, somebody walked up in the sanctuary not talking to somebody today. You know, you know, we give ourselves excuses. Well, I'm only human. Why? Because instead of letting God do what he does, there's another verse I want to bring into the picture. There's another verse. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is Matthew chapter 11, verse 38. Because I want us to see what the Lord has done for us to make us ambassadors that is not, it got to get beyond words, it got to get into our living, into our deeds. It, it, it got to be a fusion of what Christ has done for us. Matthew chapter 11, verse 38. And this is what it says. He says, take my yoke upon you. Do you know what a yoke is? A yoke is where, and it's, it's not a single neck yoke, it's a double neck yoke. I think you got a picture of it. It is two ox who put their necks through the, through the yoke. And what they typically would do would put an older, experienced ox with a younger ox. See, Christianity is not hard when you let Christ work it through you. Hear what I'm saying? See, the older ox is training the younger ox. It's the older ox that is pulling the weight. The younger ox is trying to walk with him with the yoke. Listen, you are yoked up to something. And if it's not yoked up to the Lord, the devil got a yoke on you. Can, can, can I step into this a little bit more? You can be a Christian and Satan still got you all yoked up. Why? Because, so listen, salvation is that I accept the Lord Jesus Christ, but to walk with him, I got to learn to surrender and empty myself. And, and when, when we refuse to let God do what he's going to do, we're yoked up to the wrong yoke. Can, can, can I show you this? It, it, it's in Isaiah 10, 27, and, and Isaiah is writing to the Israelites who are God's children, who is a picture of us in the Old Testament. So, so, so the enemies of Israel is like Satan being our enemies. Here in this picture, they're under bondage to the Assyrians. And look what the Lord says. He says, he says, it shall in that day that the burden of this, you know, Satan is a hard taskmaster. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been so yoked up that you don't even have control over you? Don't, don't, don't speak too loud. Have you ever, when, 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 let's go back. When you was in the world, 
You thought you could quit when you wanted to, but when you tried to quit, you found out you couldn't quit when you... When, when you was in the world, you used to do things and wonder why you did it. But let's come back from the world. Let's come up to the... To the now, let's tell the truth. Don't sometimes we do some things and don't know why we do it? Isn't it possible to be saved and still have a bondage that don't want to let go? You know, you know what the problem is? We haven't watched this. Because it gives us answers. It says, the series will depart from this show. He said, when the Lord comes in, the enemy got to leave. Y'all got that? Now watch this. He said, and his yoke from off your neck. Now, this sounds like it's immediate, but let's read on. It says, and the yoke shall be destroyed. That's how you know. It's not just a yoke, it's power. It's power. Shall be destroyed because, because of the fatness. Let me see if I can make this plain. Is there some clothes in your closet that you used to wear, but you can't wear no more, and you're holding on to it in hopes you're going to get back to... <laughs> it's been a couple of years now, but you know you're going to get back into... It's taking up space, but you just know one of these days. Okay. <laughs> what he's saying is that when you grow in the spirit, the stuff that Satan used to put on you won't fit no more. He said, there's, there's some things that, that you ought to shake off that, 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 that when Satan tried to put it on you, it can't, it can't go around your neck no more. See, 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 it took three and a half years of me being in isolation in a desert place for God to remove some stuff off of me. Listen, I, I just didn't decide to stop doing something. There's some things that just fell off. The desire was gone. They, they want to was gone. I had a different want to. Because as I got closer to Jesus, things just started falling off. Is there anybody that has know what I'm talking about? That there's some things that just fell off of you. It can't fit no more. We was talking in the office. And Justin, he, it was brilliant what he said. He said this. He said, there is a level of walk with Jesus that you have to maintain in order not for that to come back on you. Hold on. Hold on. Listen. 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 Just because you got it defeated don't mean it went anywhere. It's waiting for you to let down your guards and you can get wrapped up into the same thing that you thought you defeated years ago. Hold on now. So whatever you did to get where you're at, you got to keep on doing it to stay where you're at. 
And if you want to step up a little bit higher, it's going to take a little bit more to get a little bit higher. But you can never think you got this thing worked. Listen, Satan is never giving up. So therefore, he's waiting for a crack to take you back from where you came from. But thanks be to God, if you keep maintaining, keep praying, keep reading, keep praising, keep opening up your mouth, proclaiming, keep telling God, I love you, keep serving, God, God will give you everything you need. Matthew 11, 28. Watch, watch this yoke thing. Watch this yoke thing. He said, my yoke, he says, you, you used to labor. Satan, you're heavy laden. You overburdened. Your Christianity should not have you overburdened. If you're caught up with worry and all of that, it's because you haven't tapped in to the benefit of your salvation. The same benefit that the same faith that saved you is the same faith that keeps you is the same faith that gives you the benefits of your salvation. You can't tell me you're hooked up to Jesus and you still got the same nasty attitude. You can't tell me that, that, that there's no change somewhere, somewhere. Listen, listen, listen. When you empty yourself and open your heart, not only are you supposed to just float on top, notice what's happening. It's floating on top, which means they're saved and Christ is surrounded by them, but they haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost. Haven't opened up their heart. It doesn't mean they just, they just, you know, they come to church, but they still hold it on to stuff that they don't want to let go of. Matter of fact, you can get a little bit and get a little bit on the inside, but, but if you fool around, you, you get surrendered. Now, you know what's so, no, no, so awesome? Huh? You can't what? You can't what? So when you're in Christ and God is looking at you, all he sees is what? Huh? So wait a minute. So that means that if you are really in Christ Jesus and you are in the blood, when God looks at you, he don't see your yesterday's sins. He don't see your today's sins. He don't see your tomorrow's sins. Because when he looks at you, what he sees is what? Is there anybody covered by the blood? It's blood on the inside. It's blood all around you. It's blood surrounding you. It's blood over you. It's blood under you. You're engrafted in the Christ and you are hidden behind the blood. If you're born again, this is your position. Ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Ain't nothing your enemy can do about it. That's fact, 
If you're really in Christ Jesus, there's nothing you can do to get you out of the blood. Because if you're in the blood, you're in the blood. What he sees when he looks at you, he sees Christ. That is positionally who we are. You know, that's why when the devil come tell you, you not say, I'm in the blood. I'm in the blood. I'm covered in the blood. Don't, don't play no mind game. Am I in this? It's not if I go to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. Not because I'm all that good, but I'm in the blood. I'm in the blood. Listen. It's not if I say, I know I'm saved. Why? Because I'm in the blood. I'm in the blood. Listen, you may not be all that good, but Jesus' blood is good enough to come back. Is there anybody in the house in the blood? Is there anybody? You know you're in the blood. Is there anybody? That you know you're covered. That you know you're taken care of. That you know you're saved. When God looks at you, he sees the blood. He sees the blood. He sees the blood. So I said, our battle is not whether we're saved or not if you're in the blood. Our battle is, since you are in Jesus, and Jesus is in you, do you manifest Jesus? So even though my dead spirit is gone, there's still memories and residue of what I used to be. Huh? My emotions have not forgotten the stuff I used to do. I still can get an attitude. You still can get an attitude. Don't ever think that you won't go back and pick up your own. Matter of fact, you know, there's some thinking that has to change. Because thinking, stinking thinking will lead to stinking attitude. So sometime before your attitude change, you got to get rid of some stuff you, you, can't, you can't say, I can't help it. In Christ Jesus, you can't help it. You can't say, well, that's just me. No, that's who you used to be. Why don't you tap into the new you? There are some core attitudes that have been placed in you. Say, in me. Core, core values are things that hold you when, when the world says otherwise. Core values determine and helps you set a course of how you, how you represent yourself. You understand what I'm saying? That means that, 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 that when, when life is pressing in on you, that your core values need to kick up and you stand your ground when, when, that, when your attitude want to kick up. There, 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 ought, there ought to be something that make you say, no, that's not me no more. Somebody know what I'm talking about. You used to cuss like a sailor. 
Somebody, somebody said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I understand. I understand. But, but ever since Jesus then came into your life, but, but don't tell me you don't ever get the want to sometimes. Don't tell me that, that, that you're not tempted sometimes. Don't tell me that you might not have to catch it. It's on the, it's on the tip of your tongue and you're about ready to let it fly and you're like... And someone think you're having a Caesar, but you're not having his... <laughs> Don't tell me you don't want to pick up the little black book that you should have burnt a long time ago. They, they tell me it's not just guys calling for booty calls. There's women calling for booty calls too. Everybody calling for booty calls. talking to him, I now have allowed him to become bigger than my God. I have given up power. You know why? You can't tell me that if I'm dealing with that, I got the peace I'm supposed to be walking in. You can't tell me that if, if, if he's on my mind and I'm trying to get back at him, that, that, and I'm, I'm going to say, well, we're going to fight next time. You can't tell me that I got the joy and the peace of the Lord. I have allowed whatever. You know what? I'm also at the person that didn't even thinking about you. You being the offended one is the one that has allowed that opening. You know, you know who comes into that crack, Satan? What's this? What's this? Scripture says when you haven't forgiven that, that tormentors, Justin, you're a tormentor. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, don't sit back down. No, you're tormenting me. You know what? You're allowing an imp to whisper in your ear. I don't like him. He messing with me. He talking behind my back. 
He laughing at me. I'll mess him up. I'll mess him up. Mess him up. I'll mess him up. Mess him up, yeah. See that mess him up? Mess him up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't nobody have to know. I say, yeah. I act like I fail, and when I fail, I'm punching, like, you know. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody said, I need to go get some help. At one time, that was true. <laughs> I know how to play that role right there. I know how to play it. Shoot. Okay. Who's speaking into your ear? Because whoever you're listening to is your God at that moment. The Holy Spirit is not, it's almost like with Adam. Who told you you was naked? God said, who told you to act like that? Who told you to have that attitude? Who told you? See, I'm either listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit that is actively flowing. Look, okay, watch this. Um, John 7, 37. Watch this. And then we're going to end this because I, I want us to... I'm not going to get for him. The core value that, the first core value that should be on us first is love. <laughs> Without falling in love, you can't flow in that now. You know what's so, know what's so amazing is? That you can't love unless God is filling you with love. He literally says in Matthew, he says that the whole Ten Commandments, all the laws and the prophets is based off of two. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. But, 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 but it's reciprocal. And I'll explain what that means in a minute. What's this? Uh, Gospel of John chapter 7 verse, I think it's 37. But let me go ahead and quote it because I don't know if I gave it to him, but it says, it is in that day of the feast, it is the feast where they are literally pouring water out at the pool of Siloam. It, is, it represents the harvest God's going to provide, that it's going to rain, that they can have food to eat. It is important, and, and the priests are pouring out out of golden cups, and they are pouring it out, and they, they're expecting God to provide rain so that they may eat, that they will not starve. Israel lives between feast and phantom. They live between abundance. I've never seen fruit so big. I've never seen, I don't know what it is, I've never seen fruit so large. But there's times when it doesn't rain or it doesn't snow and, and they're starving to death. So the representation of pouring out is saying, so that we won't be desert in a desert. Jesus is standing there and in the midst of this celebration, he is moved in his spirit to the place because though they are looking at God providing Physically, he saw them thirsty spiritually. 
He saw the emptiness of their souls. They were religious, but they didn't have him. And he cries out saying, he said, if anyone will come on to me, if you would just rely on me, if you would depend on me, he said, I will give you something to drink. You know what? He's still crying that out. He's still crying. He said, why are you looking at other folks? Why, why, why are you looking at everything else? He said, it's me. The Lord just tells them, it's Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. It's, tell your neighbor, it's Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. It's him. It's, it's him. It's him. You know, you know what? It is so hard to get that here. I, I, I know that verbally, but, but in order to surrender, you got to come. Remember, uh, Sister Valerie Phillips gave me a shot glass. I want y'all to know where it came from so y'all won't be saying, I know he's still taking shots of 151 Puerto Rican rum. For your information, I did not took shots. I carried a pint and drunk the whole pint. Straight. I wouldn't even be troubled with something this small. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. But, <laughs> but what God is trying to do is, is, is let us know it's him. Our deliverance is him. Our soul satisfaction is him. Ha, ha, ha. And, 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 you know, you got to push your way through. Got to push your way through. Look what it says. He says, then that day, if any man thirsts, will he come on to me and, and drink? And out of his innermost being, he said, out of your spirit shall flow rivers. You know why he says rivers? Because he says, there's many areas in your life where the power need to flow. Let me show you how powerful water is. They said six inches of water flowing will lift your car up and move it. Six inches. Talking about power. Here we're talking about rivers. So what he's saying is that he got power to meet whatever you need. You know what? You know, you know how awesome God is? That if there's more pressure, there would be more flow. That no matter what life throws at you, there's a release on the inside of the Holy Spirit to meet the demand. <laughs> that there's something about God that, that he shows up and, and shows out the worse it gets. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, see, see, many times we cry when things get hard. But you know what you need? You just stand flat-footed and say, okay, Lord, manifest yourself in me. Lord, glorify yourself in me. Lord, because you promised that I'll have rivers of, of living water, and I know you're a keeper. I know you're a way maker. I know that you're able. I know, I know, 
I know, I know. There's some things you ought to know. That's the thing you ought to speak out of your own mouth. Listen, listen, it's time to quit talking what the devil gives us and start talking scripture. When you know you're in Christ Jesus, listen, when you're covered by the blood, there's power. Let me bring this to an end. We were in Bible study class. And we was talking about some of this. And I got a revelation, I got an illumination of what our problem is. Our problem is we haven't allowed Jesus to love on us the way he wants to. Let me explain. I said it's reciprocal, right? Reciprocal means that the only way you can love this way is that you're receiving it this way. You got me. Now watch this. If I'm having a problem loving this way, it's not a this problem, it's a this problem. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> See, we try to give excuses and say, if that person wasn't like this, if that person wouldn't act like that, wait a minute. You know what? I can love you from a distance. I, I, don't, I don't have to get up under you. I don't have to be your best friend. But I still can love you. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. When you may not click with everybody, we're not talking about clicking. We're talking about loving. <laughs> and there's an attitude to love, which means I, I'm praying for you. I want the best for you. That, 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 that ought to be coming out in the church where we know we love one another. So watch this. So whenever we allow someone to, to stop the flow this way, they have really stopped the flow this way. Y'all got me? Because you can't love your neighbor until you're allowing God to love. I can't, you can't even love God without receiving his love. Paul writes to the church of Ephesus and he says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, he said, when I think of the plan of God, when, when, I, when, I, when I look at his plan of salvation, he said, I fall on my knees. That's out of the Living Message Bible, and that's probably a, a, a truer quote. I fall on my knees. Then he goes on to say, I, I, I pray that you be rooted and grounded. Hallelujah. He said, I, I want you so rooted, so grounded in him loving you that can't nobody take that from you. See, when you know the Lord loves you, it doesn't matter who don't love you. Ah. Uh, you know, that when, 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 when you know the Lord loves you like that, when you're rooted and grounded in it, it doesn't even matter what people got to say about you. See, see, when you're focused on his love, you can't be focused on what folks say or what they talk about or their attitude. You know what? There's something you just don't go there. Wait a minute. Why would your attitude make me have an attitude 
when I'm enjoying the peace of the Lord, I'm not going to come down to your attitude. Your attitude ain't my problem. Your attitude is your problem. I'm enjoying the Lord because he's been too good to me. Hallelujah. Listen, why would you allow somebody to steal your peace? Why would you allow somebody to steal your joy? You got to understand, it took you too long to get where you're at. Hallelujah. It took you too long to get this level of peace. It took you too long to find rest in Jesus. So now that you got it, you can't let nobody take it. Nobody. 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 I know I discovered that folks that never had don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to somebody who done made their way because you had to. Because if you didn't make it to his resting place, you would have lost your mind. But you gave up everything and you pushed your way to Jesus. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You've been through trials and tribulation and you found out that you touched the hem of his garment and his peace is real. His joy is real. His power is real. There is rest. There is rest. There is rest in Jesus. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? In fact, he will hide you behind his tabernacle when your enemies come up against you. Oh! 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 There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. What's what I'm saying? Once you tap in, don't let nothing or nobody move you out. It's so real. Trouble comes, but he increases the grace. Satan gonna throw some stuff at you, but the yoke. I need to be yoked up. As long as I yoked up, his strength is my strength. His peace is my peace. His joy is my joy. Because in the yoke, I got everything I need. Now look what he said. He said, he said, learn of me. That means don't look at where we're going because he's guiding me in where I'm going. While he's walking me, I'm watching him. I'm trying my best to step with him. 
as long as I'm stepping with him, I got everything I need. Why? Because I got, listen, he's ordering my steps. There's power in his steps. As long as I'm walking with him, everything, 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 through the trial, through the trouble, through the tears, I got everything. Because Jesus is my everything. Somebody need to hear this. Watch this. I think yokes are breaking off right now. I think birds are dropping off right now. You need to exchange what the devil been having you hooked up to to what Jesus wants you to have. Today, don't leave out of here the same. Today, hooked up, hook up to your Savior. I'm so glad you can't see me. I'm so glad we're in the blood. Now take it a step farther and put on the yoke. You don't know what you're missing outside the yoke. But once you put it on, oh, he's wonderful. <laughs> oh, he's marvelous. Oh, he's beautiful. <laughs>